lock and load. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Dace Show. And greetings. Happy Tuesday. And I'm in a so much better mood than I was yesterday. I'm a lot happier and a lot cheerier. My name is Steve Dace. Todd Erzin and Aaron McIntyre, they are here with me as well. I'm in a better mood than I was yesterday. Am I not? Uh, is this a clockwork orange thing going on? Is... Aaron? <laughs> uh, I still have to uh, deposit payroll, so I'm going to, uh, I'm going to reserve my comments until after that's done. Yeah, I'm, I'm in a much better mood than I was yesterday. 888-900-3393 is the number. That's 888-900-3393. Steve at stevedace.com is how you can email us, but you would be doing so at your own peril right now. Let's just be honest about that. That's D-E-A-C-E. Try liking us on Facebook. Just anticipating the shadow ban will go back in effect after we got a, a, a bit of a coronavirus boost. I believe we were allowed to add 15 or 16 likes to our Facebook page over the last three months, which is a bona fide surge. We cherish there. them. We really yeah, did. Ab- absolutely. Yeah, all of you. They, in fact. They, they use common core math over there for, for adding up our, our new likes. I, I, it, the good news is the, the way that Facebook's algorithm screws us does make it easier for me to acknowledge all of our new followers on an individual basis. So I'm, I'm just taking it as an opportunity to engage in more thorough customer relations. You can also, e- I, I, follow, what, I said email already. You can follow us on Twitter, at Steve Day Show. If you're looking for clips of this show that you can sample yourself and then share with others, go to youtube.com slash Steve Dace. That's youtube.com slash Steve Dace. All right, coming up on the show today, bottom of the hour, Larry Elder has been a mainstay for many years in conservative media, nationally syndicated radio host. He's got a new documentary coming out with a bit of a provocative title. And we will be talking to him about that here at the bottom of the hour. That comes out, what, Todd, later this month, correct? Correct. All right. Next hour, we're going to play our weekly game of fake news or not. And then I'm not going to leave you hanging. There was too much going on yesterday for me to bring this up. And you guys know I'm not a selfish lover. All right. So there was too much going on. I'm a team player. There was too much going on yesterday. And I decided to not delve into the trip I made to L.A., uh, to begin, formally begin the process of turning my book a nefarious plot. Well, the parts of it that now are not completely and totally outdated and therefore played out <laughs> by, by real world circumstances, but the transforming of, our, of, of my book into a documentary, I'm sorry, um, it will seem like that actually, but no, it will be a motion picture. And I know I've gotten tons of questions about it. I know you guys have questions about it, right? So I didn't want to delve into it yesterday because there was too much going on and I didn't want to get sidetracked. Plus I was, I was just, I was angry. Today I'm also angry, but I recognize that we need to talk about it. So if you insist that I talk about myself, got to talk about your movie, Steve. If you insist it, if, 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 if you demand that I talk about my movie deal. Fine. Would you raid Todd's house and get his cologne or something? Smug? Smug. Yes. I thought that was actually fairly humble. No? I would gladly do so. Yes. So that will be this week's pop culture segment. And I'm going to include something that, um, uh, that has happened to a film of a similar bent in the past. And we're going to talk about that today, right? Whether there, uh, we, we need to be, uh, those of us that are going to be working on this movie, we got to be watching our backs 
so to speak. Oh, we'll that's get, why you... Yeah, we'll get into all of that as well. All right, but uh, before, before all of that fun and frivolity, here is Aaron's rundown of what happened while we were away. What happened while we were away brought to you by Butt Gorsuch. Yesterday, the Supreme Court screwed the country for the 666th time. The most egregious of the court's decision was a 6-3 opinion written by Trump-appointed Justice Gorsuch, ruling that Title VII of the Civil Rights Act from 1964 applies to transgenderism and sexual orientation. Basically, this means that if a mentally ill Antifa member who has girl parts but feels like a boy walks into a Muslim-owned halal grocer in Dearborn, Michigan, the owner can't deny employment based on her mental illness. Among the other ways the Supreme Court screwed us yesterday was the decision to deny cert to gun rights groups in 10 gun cases where states have denied citizens the right to carry arms under any circumstance. Another case, the Supreme Court denied a petition from the Department of Justice to overturn a Ninth Circuit ruling upholding California's sanctuary law. As Daniel Horowitz wrote at Conservative Review yesterday, quote, taken together, these decisions show the court believes there's an inalienable right to transgenderism and illegal immigration, but not to the Second Amendment. Learning Chinese today, today's phrase is, I hear Nigeria is nice this time of year. And now we turn our attention to Albuquerque, New Mexico, where a group of Antifa thugs attempted to pull down a statue of a Spanish conquistador. An armed man entered the scene and attempted to stop the destruction when he was attacked by the thugs. Being armed, the man shot one of the Antifa thugs, and you can hear other Antifa members screaming to get the police. Eventually, the scene was quelled, and the Antifa thug who was shot was taken to a local hospital where he's in stable condition. Local authorities naturally blamed the incident on vigilante justice and indicated the man who defended himself with the gun would be liable under hate crime laws. Albuquerque Mayor Tim Keller decided to give the mob what they wanted and removed the statue, claiming it was a public safety threat. In New York, three NYPD officers were hospitalized after ingesting poisoned beverages from a Shake Shack location. Authorities say they believe the milkshakes they were drinking had been spiked with bleach. Wow! May retail sales show biggest one-month increase of all time, up 17.7%, far bigger than projected. Looks like a big day for the stock market and jobs. Back to New York City, video went viral recently of city workers welding shut and padlocking the gates to a park in a Jewish community ostensibly under orders from Mayor Bill de Blasio. Well, leaders of the Jewish community weren't having any of it, and yesterday they took a bolt cutter to the lock and happiness ensued. Mike Pence tweets, quote, As the White House Coronavirus Task Force told America's governors today, despite hyperventilating by some in the media, only 11 counties out of over 3,100 are seeing a true acceleration in new coronavirus cases, and less than 2% of counties show any significant increase in cases, end quote. Coronavirus update with actor Sean Penn. What, what I, from what I've seen, both on the street and watching media reports, it seems that the protest movement itself uh, is actually on the higher side of responsibility in terms of masks. Of course, with the social distancing is, uh, is a lot to, um, to be able to control. Recording artist Such, who happens to be black, tweets, When I was buying a house, it blew my mind when my lender asked me if my family couldn't just gift me the down payment money, saying that gifts or loans of $50,000 to $100,000 weren't uncommon from families of first-time homebuyers. That's the 400-year head start we don't have. 
End quote. Oklahoma State running back and Heisman candidate Chuba Hubbard took to Twitter yesterday to drag his own head coach, Mike Gundy, after a picture of Gundy wearing a One America News t-shirt surfaced online. Quote, I will not stand for this. This is completely insensitive to everything going on in society, and it's unacceptable. I will not be doing anything with Oklahoma State until things change. Hubbard later put out a video apologizing for dragging his coach on Twitter like a little bit. I'll start off by first saying that I went, around, I went about it the wrong way by tweeting. I'm not someone that, you know, has to you know, tweet something to make change. I should have went to him as a man. LA Times op-ed headline, Atlanta police killed a black man for being drunk at a Wendy's. And finally, the nation of Chaz has its own tourism ad, courtesy of Tucker Carlson. Looking for a relaxing getaway to forget about the election and the coronavirus lockdown? Well, look no further. Welcome to the nation of Chaz. It's the anarchist utopia you never knew you needed. Just look at all the things you're missing out on. A welcoming committee greeting you upon arrival. Did not respond to our request for a request for information about what they plan to do next. Luxury accommodations. For the intellectual types, we've got thought-provoking artwork. And that's what happened while we were away. Here's Montage brought to you by our friends over at Patriot Mobile. Now it is more important than ever before when it is at all possible to do business with people who share our values and then don't turn around and use our money and monetize it and then mobilize it against us. And that's where Patriot Mobile comes in. Right now they have their lowest prices ever. You can get a customized family plan for your household starting as low as $25 a month. And they share your values. So they will then donate money uh, to the causes, values that you share, that you believe in. And they won't charge you hidden fees either. Okay, so get the same reliable nationwide service and support a company that shares your values, supports our Constitution, and puts people before profits. Switching is easy. You can keep your phone number, bring your own phone, buy a new one. Right now, when you join their family of freedom-loving Americans, you get a free activation and a free gift with the offer code STEVE if you call them. At 972-PATRIOT. So lowest prices ever. Free activation, no hidden fees, and a free gift. Never been a better time. 972-PATRIOT's the number. Use the promo code STEVE. Or you can go online to patriotmobile.com slash Steve. That's patriotmobile.com slash Steve. In the overtime today, we're going to talk about the Chuba Hubbard story. Because I watched this develop yesterday in real time. And I think... It's important to, to lay this out for you in the audience because it's another demonstration about how leftism ruins everything it touches. And it intends to. It intends to. All right? It's a plague of locusts. It's the mob outside Lot's house. This isn't accidental. They're just not bad at this. Stumbling their way on the wrong side of history, creating accidental calamity. It is intentional. They want to smash all of your stained glass windows. They're doing this on purpose. All right? And they're looking for situations that they can blow out of proportion in order to get their ratio, their justification, their pearls clutched, their virtue signaled uh, points Social justice warrior cred. We'll get into that today in the overtime. All right, because there's going to be more stories like this. Mark my words. 
right? BlazeTV.com slash Dace is how you can go to subscribe to Blaze TV if you haven't already done so. Get a discounted subscription. When you go there, you'll see today's overtime as well as all of the exclusive content that we produce network-wide here on the platform, Blaze TV every day. BlazeTV.com slash Dace. That's also where you can go. If you're already a subscriber, I get an email every now and then from somebody, hey, I've been a subscriber. How do I get the overtime? BlazeTV.com slash Dace is where it's posted for you each and every day as well so let's get to what's in the montage can, can i ask a question the the data that mike pence tweeted out yesterday from the coronavirus task force could, could this white house use some good news yeah i think it could use some a bit do, do you know why this wasn't pushed with every platform the white house has at its disposal do you know why Mike Pence wasn't on at least one primetime Fox show last night going over those numbers? Do you, do you know why, I don't know, pick the most pro-Trump person here at Blaze TV, at Daily Wire. Pick them all. Why Mike Pence didn't do the rounds with all of those shows. Why didn't call into Rush Limbaugh's show? Do, do, you, do, do you have an idea? Does anyone, can you answer me this? Riddle me this, Batman. Why this wasn't the number one story coming out, the coronavirus numbers. Only 11 counties have seen any kind of increase in cases in the entire country. Only 2% of those counties are they concerned about. Why weren't they pushing this absolutely everywhere at the White House yesterday? Do you know why is kind of an evergreen bumper sticker for this administration, don't you think? I it, You can't help people more than they can help That's themselves. That's exactly right. I, you just can't. I, I've learned that the hard way. You can't help people more than they can help themselves. I, I, this should be their number one talking point over the last 24 hours. Get their bases mind off the fact that the judges they appointed on their behalf knifed them yesterday. We'll get into that here in a moment. All right. But they need some good news. They need some positive momentum. Why they weren't pushing this yeah. everywhere yesterday is is just beyond me. I don't I don't understand it. The, the leadership in the wake of what's going on uh, with Chaz it, it has been bad. But let's let's concede for the sake of argument that it's it, you know it is a sticky wicket. No matter who you are, it's it, it's a challenge. If you can capitalize on the the moment previous to that the lockdown show the scam show the lies show the manipulation. You can earn some momentum that carries over into the other issue. That's the fundamental reason to me why it was so important to play that hand. Now, I mean, play any hand. What what are we waiting for? For I, and I not not to win an election, to be the man in the moment, no matter who you are, to be seen as solving, leading the man that you said you were at the beginning. It, the same thing, I mean, could be – it's the same conversation we've had for, for four years, and especially over the last four months. Get off of Twitter. Get, get off of Twitter. Get off of Twitter. Get off of Twitter. Have I said that enough? Did I say – did I mention get off of Twitter? I mean, it's law and, law and order, all caps. There's my, my daily law and order while I do nothing about it. 
seemingly. And even if you don't want to do anything about it, oh, sending in federal troops will be a bad look. You should just bludgeon, bludgeon, make an example, make these Democrats, mayors and governors out to be fools for allowing the chazes of the world to take place. Make them look like fools. Use the bully pulpit. How many times have we said that over the last four months? Use the bully pulpit. Twitter is can be a tool. It's not nearly as effective as the bully pulpit. But no, we're going to tweet about uh, May retail numbers. It's really hard not to have a record month when, you know, everybody was locked down for three months. I, but we won't talk about that. Yeah, retail starting, numbers are great. When, when yeah. you're starting retail at zero. Retail numbers are awesome. Yeah, when you're starting at zero, I, I don't know, at, at 17 point spike when you started from zero. I don't know that that's... 17.7%. Yeah, I don't know that yeah. that's a great... Biggest in history. Yeah. Well, you started at zero. So that's a little bit like why I've always told you guys, no, don't ever brand us as the fastest growing because that just means you're in last place. That's what fastest growing means. Um, if you want to look for hope, look in the mirror. We're going to talk about what happened at the Supreme Court here in a second, but I actually want to start with a positive before we do because there will be nothing positive in that. Essentially, what happened at the Supreme Court yesterday was a complete and total defeat for everything you believe in on multiple fronts and was the worst day for the U.S. Constitution at the Supreme Court since at least Roe v. Wade. And I could argue even worse than that because it just it hit on multiple fronts. But I want I, I want to when there's a positive, I want to highlight it. If you're looking for hope, look in the mirror. Who are Minutemen? People like you and me. That's who they were. Who realized, in the end, if you want a job done right, you have to do it yourself. The, the, the clip that you played of the Jewish community there in New York City telling de Blasio to take a long walk off a short pier. My only complaint is they should have done it two months ago. Or five minutes after all the rioting and looting that they saw in their city took, took place. But at least the men, the men, the men, the men. If I get one more email from an okay boomer dude telling me to calm down, I'm doxing you. I'm finding out where you live. I'm coming to your house. Take a little spinoff Steven Crowder show. I need to calm down. Change my mind. If I get one more email from some boomer dude, uh, you know, with some hyper spiritual out of context scripture verse. Man, you ain't got that thing. One more. Do you know how many of your wives are emailing me that they love the passion? Do you know that? Maybe your wife is. Think about that. Run and tell that, homeboy. Maybe your wife is listening to this thinking, man, I wish my man had some balls. I'd like to see some, I'd like to see some piss and vinegar out of my dude every maybe six months. Stop sending me those notes. Choke on them yourself instead, please. This public service announcement brought to you by a middle appendage. But the men, the men said enough was enough and took the bolt cutters to the fence 
and said, hell no. That's where the hope is. That's what I've been trying to say for the last couple of months. Asking you, emailing me about you're trapped in your state with your guns. No, you're not. You're trapped in your own mind. You're trapped up here, man. You're trapped up there. You're trapped up there. I, I'm not some badass. I can maybe do one pull-up. I'm pretty strong, but I'm also too chubby. At the same time. I'm six feet tall, about 260 pounds, and I'm 46 years old. And yet, when I'm out and about in the public, it's weird. I don't have people come up to me and try the stuff I see tried on other people. And I can tell you why. It's not because I'm Mr. Atlas. It's because you, you know the cost if you do. I'm going to make you pay it. You might make me pay it too. But I won't be an easy mark. You're going to have to, you will have to follow through if you try this stuff with me all the way to the end. I'll make you pay. I'll make you pay. I'll, I will test your conviction if you step to me on this level. I will. When I left Dave Dace's house, I made up my mind. I'm never living in fear of another human being ever again the rest of my life. And I have not, and I won't. So if you come at me, you need to be willing to follow through on what you're saying, because I will make you. You know why they come at some of you? Because they can look at you and tell that you won't. You'll back down. Out of fear. Do you have that video there? Can you run that part of the video again? Of the, the Jewish, Jewish guys? guys? Yeah. One second. Find that video and run it for me. Cause I want to take a look at these guys. I want to see if we, if any of these guys, if we, if we were, if we lined them up at the park, would we pick these guys first? Cause from what I recall from the video, I don't think we would. Cause that's not the point of any of this. It's a spirit man of no, no, we're not getting punked. We're not going out like this. Come at me, bro. Yeah. Come at me. Fine. You might be bigger, you might be tougher, you might be badder. But we're gonna find out. We're gonna find out. Because you lose 100% of the fights, you never fight. What are you, a Todd, a buck oh five? Soaking wet? I'm 47 and uh, getting a little chubbier, but you're in the ballpark. So of- buck 10? Todd's a buck 10. He was a buck 15 after he, until he stood out in 97 degree heat last night in Iowa umpiring baseball. <laughs> Dropped another five pounds of water weight. All right. All right. Now, now, now we're, we're at the park choosing up teams. Are we picking any of these guys first? Maybe. I mean, that guy, the guy there in the back looks like he's got some shoulders on him, but are we, of the rest of these guys, are we picking these guys first? That's, that's your grandpa in the back. All right. With the mask holding his hands up. You picking any of those guys first at the CrossFit gym? Picking any of those guys first? No. Not a one of them. Doesn't matter. That's what some balls looks like. Doesn't matter. I love their 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 young their boys. You know, yeah. we're talking about the, the young men are cheering on, cheering them on. The boys are yeah. like that. Yep. Damn right, Dad. That's setting an example. I remember when I read Wild at Heart early in my spiritual conversion for the first time. And 
the the it's it, it's John and Stacy Eldridge that who wrote that book I want to yeah. say yep. okay and John Eldridge there's a chapter there's a there's a part in the book where he talks about he's driving down the road you, did you ever read this book oh yes I have okay. where he's driving down the road and some unruly teenagers pull up and he's on a trip out with his boys right yeah. and some unruly teenagers drive up and just say some nasty things to them from the other side of the car and he doesn't want a confrontation or whatever and he just lets them drive off and and he was having a good time with his boys in the car and suddenly you can just feel the temperature in the room just in, in the car just drop like his boys just went silent and he realized what had happened he had allowed his boys to see him just get pumped and they didn't want to say anything because they respect their dad but they were like bro really that's how we roll around here this is how this is what the eldridge family name means we, we roll out like this so he sped up his car to catch back up to those young boys and the other and the, and the teenagers in the other car to give them to basically put them in their place. And then the whole mood, the rest of the ride changed, right? Yeah. You see that in that video. You see the young men are like, hell yeah. That that's why I take a Sabbath. That's why you drag my happy ass to synagogue every weekend. That's why I gotta sit there and listen to the Torah all the time. That's why. That's why we do this. Well, this now this makes some sense now. It makes some sense. Be not yeah. afraid. Yeah, there, somewhere in that group is a Nehemiah who says, why, why did you allow this desecration to come to the house of the Lord? And I beat these people and I pulled out their hair and I yanked their beards. Lord, remember me for the good deeds I have done for you. Somewhere in that group was a Nehemiah. Somewhere. That's what's lacking. See, that's where your hope is. It ain't coming from, vote for Trump nine times, vote for him never. Ain't coming from there. Vote straight ticket GOP, vow to never do it ever again. Ain't coming from there. I mean, our last remaining fig leaf shibboleth of lies that we've told ourselves for years was what? Vote Republican for what? Better judges. judges. Yeah, for good judges. And yesterday, the U.S. Supreme Court just, just, I think Daniel Horowitz used the term massacre yesterday. That's what it was. They crystal knocked us, man. They just, night of the long knives, just annihilated us on every front. Total, complete defeat. Even Brett Kavanaugh's dissenting opinion, frankly, I have less respect for his, his dissenting opinion than I had for uh, Neil Gorsuch. At least he knifed me in the face. Brett Kavanaugh essentially wrote a hostage note in his dissent. Well, yeah, this is really right and good. It just needs to be down to the legislative process. Okay. Dude, it sounds dude. like something Jeff Flake would have written. Yes, and I'm dude, using I'm that you right guy. Now, I'll take Neil on purpose. I'll, Neil Gorsuch. I don't trust him at all. He's got. I'll, I'll take him in a fight over Brett Kavanaugh. I, I mean, I just. I, I mean, complete and total defeat. Twenty five years of voting Republican gone. First Amendment just gone, gone. And the cool thing is, those of us that voted for Bush twice, we now have the worst foreign policy decision ever we can take responsibility for. And now, you know, all blessings flow from the court. How, how good and blessed it is when we dwell together in unity and praise the court with the worst chief justice maybe in American history, John Roberts. Saved Obamacare not once but twice, the most pro-child-killing legislation in American history. And now... He's essentially ended religious liberty in America. It's over. It's done. Did we get a conscience clause? We didn't even get one of those. No. Religious exemption? No, we probably ended women's sports while we're at it, but hell, we don't even know what a woman is anyway. I might be menstruating now, for all I know. Todd, are you? Do you know? Have you checked recently? Who knows? Okay. Maybe I'm the father of four sons now. That's magical. But that's where the hope is. 
Do this yourself. Do it yourself. Have some balls. That's, that's where the hope is. That spirit right there, taking those bolt cutters to those fences and saying, enough of this. Enough. That's it. That's, that's where this country came from. It didn't come from sternly worded blogs. It didn't come from men who trusted in, near, in a near-to-well political class, but it came from men, 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 men who did not, who did not, who understood their weaknesses, who were self-aware about their sinfulness, about their hypocrisies, about the hidden parts of their life they were ashamed of, and it actually drove them to more courage and zealousness because they realized how frail they were and how really in the grand scheme of history, a small trivial part of the story they were. That's why they sought providence all of the time. That is why we're here today. And the lack of it is why we might not be here tomorrow. Everything that we have outsourced our courage to is gone now. Gone. Donald Trump's not even the president right now. Jared Kushner is. You can all decide for yourself the first Tuesday in November if you prefer that to team dementia or not. I don't care at this point. I don't. One way or the other. Because I'll take a group of men like in that video over the White House any day of the week if Jared Kushner's in it anyway. Because that... That's where a civilization worth fighting for comes from. It starts with men who are actually willing to fight. More in a moment. So Kyle and Josh were both losing their hair. No shock since the dreaded male pattern baldness gene ran in each of their families. But the way they dealt with their hair loss could not have been more different. Kyle kept putting off getting a hair loss treatment, losing more hair by the day. While Josh went to Keeps to learn how to keep his hair, where they offer at Keeps the only generic versions of the only two FDA approved hair loss products that are out there. So you get the real deal, but... Because they're the generic versions, you save a fortune as well. All Josh needed was a quick consultation. So he answered a few questions, snapped a few pics of his hair. Then a doctor evaluated everything and recommended the right FDA-approved hair loss treatment just for Josh. And it was discreetly shipped to his door. In fact, to go get it in his front door was the first time he had to leave his couch in the entire process. If you want to get started with Keeps, half off your first order. That's right. Half off your first order. When you go to Keeps.com slash grow, get half off your first order. When you go to Keeps.com slash grow, that's Keeps.com slash grow. I think we need to explain to the audience why what occurred yesterday at the court on the on the religious liberty issue, why this is so vital. Okay. And, and why it's the Roe versus Wade of religious liberty. From the, from the beginning, what the activists on the, uh, the rainbow jihad side have sought after, their, their holy grail legislation is what's called the Employment Non-Discrimination Act, or ENDA, as it's often been referred to as the acronym. 
It's had very little Republican support over the years. Um, although one of its chief Republican benefactors was the former Speaker of the House, Paul Ryan. He supported it, as a matter of fact. What this legislation does is it codifies into federal law the same protections for every letter of the uh, of the rainbow jihad alphabet as race, gender, disability, etc., and yes, that even includes gender dysphoria, mental illness. Mental illness now formally would, would be a protected class. Needless to say, they were never going to get this passed at a legislative level federally. Just like they were never federally going to get kill your baby whenever you want passed legislatively either. Because the heat that comes on you, even in today's environment, the heat that comes upon you for this kind of legislation that that aggravates the hardcore base of the other side, it it just politically isn't pliable. Can't make it happen. That's why it's been up for vote several times, often doesn't get out of committee or hasn't passed, which is why they needed the courts to do it, to just impose it. And the courts did impose this as the law, <clears throat> the law of the land yesterday. Now, it is not by any constitutional measure the law of the land. But it will be treated as such. And remember what I have told you for years now. We are not a nation of laws and never have been. We are a nation of political will and always will be. That's why this connects to the conversation we just had before the break. If you're looking for hope, look in the mirror. Self-government begins with whom? The self. Just, I refuse to comply. My answer is no, but thank you. Appreciate your perspective, but no, not, I'm not doing it, but thanks. The answer is uh, still no. And I got a camera on my phone and I'm going to make you famous on Blaze TV and Fox and The Daily Wire tonight. You're going to go viral. So by all means, bring your tyranny because I'm filming it. And that's provided I don't have a gun because I might. So make sure you're ready for that fight. That's really what it's going to take, folks. The, the normal processes are not available to you and I. I'm sorry that that's the case, but they are not. All of your major institutions have been turned against you. So you're going to have to re-terraform culture here. You're going to have to do what the founding generations did when the institutions were against them and lined up with the monarchy in, in Britain instead. And they realized I'm, we're just going to have to defy all these institutions. And the answer will be just be no. I mean, one of the things that sparked Lexington and Concord was the British Crown. You know, the Redcoats just wanted to make sure that those weapons and munitions that the Minutemen were storing up were just safely kept and accounted for. They knew what that was a euphemism for. They knew what it meant. Then they realized, what's the point in having them if you ain't going to use them? Because they're going to use theirs on us. So you're going to have to do this. We're going to have to do this ourselves. I mean, there's scores. I was just reading a piece before I went on the air. My own senator here, Charles Grassley, one of them. Scores of Republicans that have come out saying they're totally fine with what Gorsuch did. You know why they're fine with it? Because they've agreed with it this entire time. They just didn't have the balls to vote for it themselves. So they're happy that he did it for them. 
So now they can be invited to the cocktail parties. They can be accepted there amongst the elites without having to get their hands dirty in front of their constituents. And then they can lie to you and blame the judges for it when they come back home. The question comes down to you. Will you fall for that? Now, in the past, we have. That's how we got here. But you also didn't have platforms like this that told you the truth about what was really going on. So we're going to tell you the truth here at The Blaze. The question then will be, what will you do with that truth? How will you act on it? Somebody sent me a note today. Hey, why don't you help mobilize us? I'm telling you the truth to mobilize you. But you have to act. All of the normal systems we would use are gone. Doesn't mean they cannot be recovered, but they will not be recovered within the normal processes. The children of men, Jesus said, are smarter than the children of light. You don't live in a country where they lobbied a great intellectual appeal to the king of England and persuaded him. Where they where they ran themselves through the judicial bureaucracy and found relief in front of the barrister. Where parliament came to their aid because of the extensive system of checks and balances to put a check on King George III's tyranny. No blood had to be spilled for you to be here. You're not here because the South decided after another Gettysburg address that slavery was a bad idea. That would just be terrible to end up on the wrong side of history. No, you're here because Sherman marched to Atlanta and burnt everything in his wake. You're here because they finally found a killer named Grant, who, while not as smart and polished and renowned as Robert E. Lee, was every bit as vicious. That's why you're here. What did it take for the faith to be passed down to you? It took Timothy at the age of 80, at the age of 80, confronting paganism in the streets at the age of 80, in a time when the average man didn't leave until 50 in antiquity. At the age of 80, Timothy confronted the pagan wickedness of his age out in public. And they took this 80-year-old man and they beat him to death and stoned him to death. They burned Polycarp alive. The monk that called out what was going on in the gladiator games. The death and debauchery that was going on in the Roman Colosseum. They beat him to death right there when he did it. That Santa Claus that you take your kids to and put him on his lap every Christmas. You know what he's based on? He's based on a saint who had had enough. And he took the worst heretic in the world at the time and he punched him right in the face. Your Lord looked, crushed the head of the serpent with his heel. Crushed it. Love tapped it? Prayed it away. Crushed it. He crushed it. He took the worst blows the enemy has to offer. The worst beating this world's ever seen. Certainly the most unjustified. And on the third day, walked out of there like a freaking boss. 
When he walked this earth, the demons were so afraid, they came up to him in fear. Please don't bully us. Please don't pick on us. We know who you really are. He left behind disciples who said, crucify me upside down, boil me in acid, do your worst. Because I'm not worth his, the sweat at the bottom of his sandals. A messianic line that was established by men who were ordered to go into the pagan land of Canaan. Take your swords and be the first ever control alt delete button. Take all these human sacrificers, all these devil worshipers in this land and eradicate them. You're the urban renewal program. Get rid of them. And then once you do, their land is yours. That is the price for your faith. That is the price for your history. Not blogs, not podcasts. I voted Republican again. Nope. And man, I did everything I could and others like me for the last decade plus for it to not get to this point. But we're just about there. And see, they don't believe on the other side you're willing to pay it. They have looked at you and me. They have looked at us and realize, mene, mene, take up harson. You have been weighed, measured, and found wanting. You don't have the balls to punch back. You want your Twitter account too bad. You want auntie's approval on your Facebook page too bad. You want your job too bad. You won't pay the price. All wars in human history, and that's what this is now, is a civil war. All wars in human history have been won by the side that was the most morally convinced in the righteousness of its cause. That's how 56 signers risk their lives, fortunes, and sacred honor and defeat the empire that the sun never set upon. That's why we walked out of Iraq with our tails between our legs. Because in the end, we don't care about that hellhole. The people there do. The jihadists do. It's their hellhole and they want it. In the end, we, we, don't, we don't care about the armpit of the planet known as Afghanistan. We don't care. The Taliban does. It's their armpit, man. And it's the best armpit, they promise you. You've never seen armpits like this before. That's why we're going to leave there too. Because we don't care. That's why the Redcoats left here too. Because in the end they thought, spend the night with my wife is better than getting stabbed in the back by another colonial in the forest. We're here because of a lack of commitment. That's why we're here. Too many people in my line of work making way too much money just to feed you talking points. Too many of you that just want the talking points.
so I always prefer to fight when I have the advantage. I don't like waiting until I'm backed up against the wall. But human nature has a tendency to not really show itself until that point. They can't arrest you all. Get out of your homes and just say, no. Everybody, everybody listening right now, say it with me now. Ready? No. No. No, I'm not, I'm not staying home. No. No, I'm not doing that either. Nope. Can't arrest you all. Now, Bill de Blasio is the most tone-deaf politician I've met in my entire career. Maybe he thinks it would look great to be caught on camera rounding up Jews in New York City. But now we're going to find out if he does, right? Indeed. Indeed, we're going to find out. Mr. de Blasio, are you willing to pay the price? We are. Are you willing to pay it? See, I don't... We're a long way away from rendezvous with destiny. Reagan claiming that we are the people that will let the world know there's no price we would not pay for our liberty. Oh, there's all kinds of prices we won't pay. I want my kid to get into this school. I want, to, I want a ratio. I want a Twitter following. I want to keep my stupid job that I hate most of the time anyway. I need a few more clicks and followers. There's, turns out there's actually all kinds of prices we'll pay. All kinds of them. We're just paying jizzes right and left, man. Just doling them out now, voluntarily. And now we've got Islamic jihadist wannabes called Antifa. Just stupid, brainwashed white kids that we've turned into a paramilitary force in one of our greatest cities who all, first of all, should have been grounded and spanked and now, frankly, should all be dead or in Guantanamo Bay as terrorists. But we're on day four, right? This is day four of this now? Oh, at least. Yeah, yeah but, oh, it's the, about but, a week, but yeah, yeah, but they had a they had a round table at the White House yesterday and the president tweeted something out. So you mean Antifa didn't just disperse when Trump tweeted law and order? You mean you mean the South when they read when they saw the text of Lincoln's Gettysburg Address, they didn't think, hot damn, that's just so eloquent. Let's just go home. No, man, there was three more years of killing after that. So if, if, if they're more committed to undoing America than we are to preserving it, they're going to undo it. That is the lesson of history. That's the lesson. I would prefer this not descend into anarchy any more than it already has. I would prefer this not become a hot civil war. But I can promise you the way that it won't be avoided is if we signal to them we're too big a wussies to fight one. If we signal to them we're this weak, that's exactly what's going to happen. Take it from somebody who was raised by a bully. I'm, a, I'm an expert on very few, few things. Bullies would be one of them. If they know you can be bullied, they will just keep bullying you. All right, back here, live and on demand on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. I am Steve Dace, Todd Erzin, and Aaron McIntyre here with me as well. 
888-900-3393 is the number. 888-900-3393. Steve at stevedace.com is how you can email the program. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. And the last name is D-E-A-C-E. Don't forget YouTube.com slash Steve Dace is where you can go to see clips of this show that you can sample and then share with others. And then finally, if you are a podcast listener, if you wouldn't mind leaving us a five-star review wherever you choose to podcast from because the more of those we get, the more people like you, the algorithms help us to find. I don't know why that's the case. I'm just told that it is. And frankly, I'm not even sure that that's true. I'm, I'm just at this point taking it for granted. Plus, we could use all the ego boost we could get. So leave us five-star reviews for that reason. If Do we need a better reason than just we like the affirmation? Uh, we appreciate that. Keep it coming. I don't think we even need a better reason than that, right? So please keep those coming. All right. Uh, and Oh, and thank you to the thousands of you that have left us those five-star reviews already. For Pop Culture Tuesday at the bottom of the hour, we're going to get to my trip out to Hollyweird and where we stand with the uh, movie adaptation of my 2016 book, A Nefarious Plot, which I now fear has gone from putting me on a Homeland Security watch list to... Um, uh, uh, being a dusty tome where we sit around and pine about yesterday. Remember when these were the arguments we were having? Barely, (laughs) vaguely. But before we get to all of that, let's get to fake news or not brought to you by Home Title Lock. You know, working from home has its conveniences, but it also drives up the worst type of cybercrime, home title theft, because we're doing it all from home now. Working, banking, video conferences, meal delivery, shopping, all of those things further expose our data and cyber criminals are using it to target our homes. They want the money in that you have invested in your home. So they take out loans against your house with that equity. And then they stick it to you with the payments. The crime is called home title theft. And the FBI is warning that this is happening more often than you think. Home Title Lock is how you can protect your home from these kinds of cyber thieves. Your home's legal title is online where they find it, forge your signature, and then they state you sold your home to them and they'll take out loans on your home and leave you in debt. All right, your bank and your insurance can't protect you, but for pennies a day, Home Title Lock will put a virtual barrier around your home's title. You can protect it right now by going to HomeTitleLock.com, register your address to see if you're already a victim, and use the offer code Steve to sign up for three, or I'm sorry, for 30 free days of protection to help you get through this crisis. 30 free risk-free days of protection. Easy for me to say when you use the promo code Steve at HomeTitleLock.com. Promo code Steve at HomeTitleLock.com. All right, let's get to it again with fake news or not. We don't sit here and fact check enemy media or enemy propaganda. We're only looking at the people and the platforms that claim to be speaking to whatever's left of the old America around here. And we begin with Ben Carson talking about America and race. Last question, Dr. Carson. Is America systemically racist? Of course not. Uh, you know, I've, I've seen systemic racism growing up. <laughs> uh, we are so much better than that now. Do we still have racist people? Of course. Um, you know, you're always going to have people who think superficially and don't think deeply. But, uh, you know, that doesn't mean that the whole system is corrupted and needs to be changed. But if you're looking to fundamentally change a society, and there are those who are looking to do that, you must first prove that it is dysfunctional. 
So anything that you can do that will create dysfunction helps to bolster that argument. Fake news or not, Todd? Not. Uh, this whole word is being used as a way to basically say you guys grew up in a society with more dads than us who fed us, put a roof in our heads, and gave us a shot at uh, living a dream, and therefore you're guilty of white privilege. Hell no. I ain't bound to that ever. If you want to have a real conversation about actual change, you're going to have to do better than that because I ain't playing. It is not fake news. It's this notion of systemic racism. Now, again, this is all with the caveat that the enemy right now, enemy at worst, opponent at best, but they are our enemy, the powers that be of leftism, progressivism in the United States. They don't want to have a debate. They don't want to have any sort of academic, honest, open dialogue at all. It's, as we've said multiple times on this show, the deal is you slit your throat or we'll slit it for you. So this is what the caveat that they, they don't want to have a debate. They don't want to have a debate whatsoever. But this notion of systemic racism, it's like the same as saying climate change. Anytime anything bad happens to a black person, it's evidence of systemic racism. Can't prove it. Can't prove it because we're systemically racist. If I'm systemically, I don't know, uh, if I'm just systemically something, but I, uh, and I exhibit signs of that um, in any way, any way, shape, or form, even if it's uh, not a, a actually germane to whatever I'm systemically endowed with, uh, it, you know, people can look, look at that and point at that and say, hey, uh, you, that's evidence that you're systemically this or that or another. Th it's the same thing as climate change as well. The weather changes one day. Ah, it's climate change. The uh, weather changes back the next day. Ah, it's climate change. Um, systemic racism, white privilege. It's it's the other side of the of the coin of actual racism, which is be based on the color of your skin. You your white skin. You are born because causally from your skin color, you are born blank. That is racism. But we don't want to talk about that. We don't want to talk about that because intersectionality has ruled the day for as long as I can remember for, for my entire life and really in, into you guys' life as well. It just wasn't nearly as pronounced. How do I defend myself against a charge of being a systemic racist? Because the way the there's, dynamic, there's no, way. there's no way the way the dynamic is set up is by defending myself. You're a science denial. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, I'm denying that I am one. My my defense against it is a sign of my systemic racism, right? And so, because there's an assumption of me based on the color of my skin, therefore I can't defend myself as as an individual. We we've just taken the pendulum from where it was 50 years ago in this country and just swung it entirely in the opposite direction. But it's it's all of the same arguments, and therefore all you can do is to make yourself a subservient form of human being to show your repentance for your systemic racism. They demand a sort of human sacrifice. You must yes. lessen All yourself yeah. in some way, shape, your accomplishments, yeah. your family's love for you, something like that. You must sacrifice it in their volcano of yep. nonsense. Yep. 
Tucker Carlson talking about the desecration of statues is next. On Wednesday, Senator Elizabeth Warren of Massachusetts proposed an amendment to the annual defense funding bill. Warren's wording would order the Pentagon to rename all military bases that are currently named for Confederate Civil War generals. Those bases include many of the most famous in the country. Fort Benning in Georgia, Fort Hood in Texas, Fort Bragg in North Carolina. Warren would also require the desecration of war graves. This country is filled with national cemeteries that honor Americans who fought and died in our wars. And many of those cemeteries hold Civil War soldiers from both sides and contain monuments to their sacrifice. Those soldiers, blue and gray, Confederate and Union, are buried alongside one another, and they are for a reason. One side in that conflict was right, the Union side, and the other was wrong, the Confederate side. But when it was over, they were all Americans again, and allowing them to lie in the same cemeteries next to each other allowed this country to heal its deepest fissure. Healthy societies do not destroy their own history. A country is the sum total of what has happened within it, good and bad. Without history, you have no country. You just have a collection of banks and check cashing outlets and retail stores. All of us may have iPhones, but that's not a country. Aaron, you get to go first this time. What are your thoughts? That is also not fake news. And immediately, immediately people pivot to, well, you, you look at Germany, there are no uh, statues and monuments and monuments to, to the Nazis in, in Germany. Um, the last I checked, and there's, there's a vast chasm here, vast chasm between acknowledging your history and venerating certain elements of your history. All right. Last time I checked, some of the concentration camps are still there, aren't they? Because they are set up as an acknowledgement. Yeah. In fact, of they make history. the German school kids, they all have to visit them. That's part of their curriculum the, the, to the, remember the, what happened there. Exactly. The, yeah. the, the Nazis as well, they didn't just put down their guns and say, okay, let's get, sing Kumbaya and be united again. No, no, they were they they stand, stood trial. Okay, so there's a vast chasm, vast chasm between acknowledging your history and venerating it. In the American in the American Civil War as well, and I'm sure there are going to be there are going to be different uh, different uh, interpretations, you know, in, in in different instances. I'm sure you can find different instances, but it is an acknowledgement of what happened, of the blood that was shed, so that. The slaves could be set free so that all men would be created equal. And that didn't happen overnight. Of course it didn't happen overnight because it's not about that. It's not about that. I meant to put this in the montage. and I didn't, and I don't want to take up too much time. I meant to put this in the montage. There's a clip of some talking head in London who has asked about the removal, a potential removal of a statue of Winston Churchill. And this talking head in London said, and involved with the Black Lives Matter, I believe, talking head in London said, um, yeah, I, I don't know about removing that. I've, I've never met uh, Churchill in person. Um, this is not about, this is not about just misremembering or trying to forget that period in history like they're claiming. This is just about completely rewriting yes. Western civilization. Agreed. Christopher Columbus. Yep gone winston churchill defaced that's it's it's not about what they say it's about it is about fundamentally 
rewriting history. And you know what? That sounds an awful lot in common, like uh, a group of people that I mentioned to begin my answer here. That sounds an awful lot like them. What do you think, Todd? You know, Edmund Burke uh, defined a conservatism back in the day as standing on the shoulders of giants, both in theory and He's in- someone who would not get invited to speak to CPAC today. No. Yeah. Both in theory and in practice. Respecting and honoring the dead, awards and all, because they gave us the roadmap for going forward. Mm-hmm. And we have no interest in this current generation in that roadmap. We believe, as Obama said, we are the people we've been bait- uh, uh, waiting for. We are better just by virtue of being here in this time and place. And therefore, instead of the past being the roadmap for the future, the roadmap, the, 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 the past must be something that is burnt down. And listen, we have eyes to see and ears to hear. We know that that's the great irony of progressivism. Progressivism is just, there's nothing new under the sun. It's just another roadmap to hell. The same one we've seen before. Uh, We should be preserving uh, and standing in the streets, drawing a line in the stand here and no further not necessarily because these Nathan Bedford Forrest, we didn't believe that this guy, you know, actually was along with being a, you know, being a. Uh, How many a, Confederate flags have you yeah. brought to sporting events in your lifetime? Yeah, that Todd? would be zero. Yeah. But, but you know. How many times have you considered it? Uh, zero. Zero. Yeah. I'm in that neighborhood, that ballpark myself. Yeah. That's not really what this is about, though, is it? Oh, no. And that's. No, they're going after the guy who probably, uh, who helped found uh, at least a new frontier in Western civilization, Columbus. And then the guy who saved, arguably, Western civilization and Winston Churchill. Mm-hmm. That's what this is really about. Yeah. The, the, fact that the, the fact that the Borg don't stay on deck 16 right. tells you that in the end, this is about resistance is futile. This right. is not about right. uh, correcting the last remaining uh, blood in our red in our ledger. No, this is about, um, yeah, this is about a counterclastic tearing down of your culture. Yeah. That's what it's about. So don't it, feel guilty when they tell you, yeah, yeah he, being a civil war general wasn't Nathan Bedford Forrest's greatest sin. I mean, yeah, he was involved in, you know, proto version of uh, KKK. Some of these, you know, some of these men were ardent racist, but you know what? We, we're, 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 we're fighting against the iconoclasm uh, of reality itself, the, the transgendering of reality itself. As President whoever, I can't remember his name, fictional president in Independence Day, we're fighting mm-hmm. for our right to exist. Yeah. I completely agree with that. And if I can add one more thing from a worldview standpoint as well, it makes perfect sense. It really does why they feel, um, an emphasis on the word feel, empowered to do what they do in terms of iconoclasm. Because when you are on uh, the right side of history, or at least his side of history, it fundamentally takes acknowledging the past. Mm -hmm. Each one of us has a testimony. I was this. Christ came into my life. I am this. That's a learning from history. It's an acknowledgement of your past. That's not who you are now, but you acknowledge your past so that you can appreciate and better glorify what have you, where you are now. With the new progressivism and the new Marxism, 
there is no past. There is just the totem pole. There's just the intersectionality totem pole. Yep. It's wherever you fit into that. And the higher up you are, the more power you have to do what you feel you must in order to get revenge, to right the wrongs you feel have been done to you because you are a victim. At least somewhere, the higher you are on that totem pole. So it makes perfect sense why they feel empowered and really obligated to do that because after all, they're up on the totem pole. They have the power to do so. There is no past. It's just how much power I have based on the intersectionality totem pole. Let's take a look at this clip from the president's chief economic advisor, Larry Kudlow. These are the COVID spikes that we're seeing across the country now. In Florida specifically, 2,500 new cases reported on Saturday alone. That is a new single-day high. In Texas, 2,500 cases in a single day. That was a high. Texas saw its third straight day of record hospitalizations, and there was an uptick in California. Based on that new information, what can you tell us about growing concerns over a second wave, Larry? I do not want to downplay or, or argue against the fact that it's happening, but I think it's something we have to get used to. I think it's controllable. I think that's we have better equipment. We have uh, much more experience in handling these uh, hot spots, uh, small metropolitan areas. We are not intending to close down the economy. We do not believe this is a second wave. Todd, you said this about kneeling. We're really doing this. We're, we're just resetting. By the way, that clip for those of you that don't that can't watch this, that's not Larry Kudlow answering CNN's panic porn, folks. Yeah, that's Fox. That's, he's on Fox this News. Is, this this is of course fake news. I've been telling you since March twelfth. If we could have handpicked a pandemic, we would have picked this one. And it's been borne out by scientists at Stanford and practical experience with people with eyes, like the people who were joined me last night in on a beautiful summer night when I umpired a doubleheader, baseball opened up, crowds everywhere, no masks, people mingling. It was fantastic because no one believes this crap. Unless your name is Karen. Fake And that's apparently news. the Fox News anchor. That's her name, apparently. What do you think, Karen? Uh, this is total, I, I, total uh, fake news. Mama always says, flaccid is as flaccid does. And that's, <laughs> I mean, Lord have mercy. <laughs> we don't intend to shut down the economy. What the ever-loving heck, man. We don't intend to shut down. I didn't, You're not I old enough to remember the Larry Kudlow firebrand I used to watch growing up on cable news. Did you, did you remember I, that guy? I, I, I did. don't. That, did, did you see him in that clip? I did not. I did not see him in that I clip. I don't intend to, you know, to accidentally launch a nuclear missile. This is not something you you can tell how seriously they take this as I struggle with my <laughs> headphones. <laughs> You can tell how seriously or lack thereof they take this. We don't by intend the to repeat the worst management my, decision in all of American my history. Goodness, what world do these people live in? We don't intend to shut the economy down again, as if that's a freaking option. It wasn't an option the first time, but we did it anyway. I just uh, enough, enough. Just yes. we're the last industrialized country. The last actually not third world country that has not we just literally had are. an adult conversation yeah, we and literally said, are. we are not doing this again because yep. it had no 
difference. I mean, you can you can you can say, and we've yep. said this on this show. You can even be a, a little bit. You can add a little bit more drama. It's a dangerous virus. Yes. It's a dangerous virus to certain people. What we did did not help anything. We're not doing it again. Full speed ahead. How hard is that to say? Instead, it's, well, we don't intend to shut down the economy again. Did, Get any, the bleep out of here with that crap. How did they not put Larry Kudlow on Fox News with the with the data that Mike Pence had with his task force yesterday? How is it possible he wasn't given that data and told to uh, make sure you share that on Fox News? You mean I, we're only, only 11 counties in the entire country, 2% of them have seen an increase in hospitalizations. Hey, what, you know how you get a record number of hospitalizations when you go from zero to five is a record number. When you, when you didn't come close to the IHME models the entire time, and so you were way below what they forecasted the entire time, and now suddenly you have some, it's going to look like a record number. Like we were mocking Trump on the retail side. When you go from zero to 17, it's a massive increase. Well, you were at zero last month, right? You know what I'm saying? I mean, how was, how, that, that is cr- political criminal malpractice, man, that you don't put your chief economic advisor on Fox News with that kind of data to share with a friendly audience. I, I just, wow. Next clip. Todd, tell me if you know what the hell this even means. Meanwhile, you're talking about some of those far left members of Congress still out there with the message, defund the police. So, Chris, does Joe Biden have an uphill battle trying to unify his party on this issue? I really don't think so. Um, Look, there are people on the the far left of the party, uh, the so-called squad, people like uh, Ilhan Omar. But, you know, we've seen this before, uh, whether it was on the Green New Deal or uh, Medicare for all, that 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 certainly is an element of the party, but it's not the majority of the party. And the the Democrats seem to have united very much uh, among a more uh, a, a more moderate liberalism. Do, do you know what the hell that means? Do, well, do, you know, know. do you know what it means? I don't know what that means. I know what it means, but it has no bearing with reality whatsoever. They keep telling who, which coach said they, they, they told us who they are, who, which, Oh, Denny Franklin. Yeah. They are who we thought they were. They are who we thought they were. They, they keep telling us it's not just the squad. They, they've been Russian collusion, Flynn, all of it, Ukraine, there's, there's no. What did he just say? The, the moderate liberalism. I don't know what that means. I don't, but I don't you, know what it means. What does it mean? Slightly pregnant. This is again. Yeah. Are they slightly pregnant with Marxism? It goes back to what we just said before about there's no. Oh, there, there's so much data. You don't even need the data of, that's most up to date. You could use the data of a month ago to talk about why uh, this supposed rise in cases. Is utter nonsense. Again, we, we are utterly untethered from reality itself. It's it's just that simple. It is the the spirit of the age is that Spinal Tap. It, why don't you just make it be louder, but go up to ten? But Oscar is up to eleven. It's that dumb. Um, it's it's. I, I, the word that I want to use that I cannot or else I, it's just, it's, I'll just say it's fake news. Here's what would happen if you were a, a congressman sitting in the House of Representatives 
And who is it? Is it McCarthy? Is he the uh, is he the minority? Yeah, leader? he's the minority leader. Yeah. Um, if you suggested in public, if you suggested in public loudly, so that no one mistook what you actually meant, loudly, articulately, and you went and you hit the cable news circuit, if you could even get that as a congressman, and you said. That starting immediately, we should dispatch the National Guard and local law enforcement to every single facility where they perform abortions, arrest the abortionists, and lock down the facilities so that no more abort. You would be laughed off. You would be taken off every, every committee. You would be taken off of every single committee because you would be laughed at. Now, I happen to think that that would be a perfectly reasonable idea, but people in the Republican Party don't. You would be laughed at. You would be branded for life. You would be taken off of every single committee. You would probably be called uh, for this th- by the, th- the thumb-sucking class. You would probably, you know, they'd be calling for your resignation in the Democratic Party. Oh, let's actually have a debate about defunding the police. I happen to think that we should not defund the. See, this is how these debates. You can't work. get booked on Fox News doing the the right wing version of this stuff. Yep, but, but you, you get, can ver- get you get booked everywhere. on every left wing yep. athlete or, or outlet doing the left wing version of it. Yeah, defund police gets you on MSNBC and CNN more. Yep. Okay. Uh, demanding we ban all abortions gets you booked on Fox News less. That's that's how it works around here. I- Quickly, we have one more clip I want to get to. Chris Wallace is clearly do and say anything to make sure Trump isn't president. I mean, that's what's underneath all that. All right. This last clip, is this naive or idealistic? Seems like uh, we passed through a very challenging time of the last few months and weeks. And um, I know at times it may uh, seem like there's more that divides us in this nation than many time in my lifetime. But I must tell you, and I saw this at a, at a church in Pittsburgh today, I'll always believe that there will always be more that unites us in this great country than could ever divide us. And chief among those things is faith. Todd, what do you think? Please resign. You're unfit for office if you think that. That's, that's diabolically fake news. Really? Yes. That's that. Those are some. We're united by faith in this country. Terms. Are you serious? If a man of faith is saying that, you 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 need to come correct with them. That that's a lie. This would be akin to, um, the prime minister of Israel giving uh, a speech to his people and the uh, air quotes Palestinians. There's more that uh, unites us than divides us. And I believe, I believe what always brings us together the most is faith. I mean, it's just so utterly tone deaf. It is fake news. And I would like to say, I was about to say, you know what, um, that actually is true news. I think progressivism does take a lot, a lot of faith and magical thinking to bring us together. And that seems to be, you know, the spirit of the age. That seems to be Mm -hmm. the, the predominant force right now. Hmm. What was the game of the guy on MSNBC who was live at the riots and on, on the air? Yeah. Claiming they, yeah, that they were peaceful while literally yeah, things Same were thing. exploding not, and on fire that's, behind him. That's that's just as bad. You think that's what went on here? That's just as bad. To, try, to play to 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 play angel advocate here, is it possible that that? 
he's the faith angle. He's you're right. That that's way naive. But if we get out, see, I think we, if we get outside the Twitter world, there is a lot more agreement. I think the problem is we can't get outside the Twitter world. It's because that's the home base of the spirit of the age. And it's what drives most of what gets produced in the media. And therefore it drives most of the conversation, even though it's a conversation most Americans don't take part in. The, yeah, in fact, I don't, 80% of Americans don't have a Twitter account, folks. It's nice of you to try, but I was sitting here for the first hour of the show today, and I know that you addressed the reality See, at hand. All right, I tried. Be, prior, I tried. Prior to coronavirus, Karens and Neils, I might have agreed with you to some level. I don't agree with that anymore. I wouldn't agree wholeheartedly. Of course, there's, of course, um, yeah, I like cheese pizza. Yeah, do you too? But fundamentally, if, if we're talking about the fundamentals here. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. So Civil War it is then. Been saying it for a while. All right. When we come back, Pop Culture Tuesday, where do we stand on the Nefarious movie? I'll give you some details. Obviously, I can't give you too many because I don't want to spoil anything. And then something that um, I'm aware of that I want to share with you guys that happens to people who tend to make movies like this. We'll get into that when we return. So here's something you may not know about your dog's dry food that it loves. It has the same problem a lot of the food that we eat has. The reason we're taking so many supplements today, because a lot of the things we need most from our food, the vitamins, nutrients, omega oils, antioxidants, the prebiotics, the probiotics, the digestive enzymes, uh, they're stripped out of our food because they want to mass consume it for a long shelf life, two to three years. That means you take all the living organisms out of it because it won't last that long if you don't. That's why we need supplements. Same thing happens with our dog as well. And that's where Rough Greens VitaSmart comes in. It is not a new dog food, but it is a premium dog food supplement. You just sprinkle it on your dog's existing food that uh, it already likes. Now, I've not tried this, but apparently it tastes great because our dog, Cap, absolutely does love it when it's mixed in with his food. But it's loaded with everything missing from your dog's dry food put right back in right back in to make it healthier than it's been in a long long time. So, if you want to see your dog thrive again, more energy, joint health, again, all the same ways that we feel better with supplements, Rough Greens Vita Smart will do the same thing for your pet as well. And it's just 14.95 to try the jump start for 14 days to get your dog get its mojo back, all right? Roughgreens.com/blaze is the website. That's R U F F for roughgreens.com/blaze. Again, that's roughgreens.com/blaze. All right, let's get to it. Pop Culture Tuesday is where we look at the intersection between pop culture and conservatism each Tuesday here at this time on the show. And I didn't bring this up yesterday only because there so much went on the few days that we were gone that I, I didn't want to get sidetracked by the conversation about the nefarious plot movie. I really wanted the focus yesterday to be on what was going on in the country. So I set it aside for today. Don't worry, I'm not going to miss a chance to talk about myself, all right? Um, but I set it aside today so that we could handle it during Pop Culture Tuesday. I flew out to LA last week, and we had a few long, grueling 12-plus-hour uh, days of brainstorming and... Uh, story forming and script writing and 
man, it was every bit as fun and as cool of an experience as I thought it was going to be. Maybe even better, frankly. Good. It was just a ton of fun. Now, for those of you that, because our, we have the largest audience we've ever had for this show, and it continues to grow. So for those of you that don't know what a nefarious plot is, in, in 2016, I published a book that was my own little homage to a screw tape letters. And the classic C.S. Lewis story about the tempting of an individual, where we, we, we intercept dispatches from hell to find out how hell really works to tempt us and to lead each and every one of us astray on an individual level though. What I what I wanted to do was let's let's make it bigger. What if it was on a broader cultural level? What would that look like? And so I created a character named Lord Nefarious, a senior demon general from hell who was tasked by the devil with the taking down of the United States of America, the nation that has most been in the devil's way for the last couple of centuries. And now he has decided that he's going to put his entire plot, everything that he did, and name names. He he names names of people in the church, outside the church, in politics, movements, things throughout history that he has corrupted and that he has manipulated in order to take down America. He connects every dot lays out his entire plan and puts it right in your face because he knows how we'll react. We will think it's conspiracy theory. It's silly. There's no way this is true. It's superstition. And and since that will be our reaction to having him rub our noses in it, that will be the final confirmation to his master, the devil, that the plan has worked and is irreversible, right? So we sold the film rights to this book three years ago. And the same people that did the unplanned movie with Abby Johnson's book, they're the ones that are developing this movie now, and it, and uh, this is their next project. And I, I don't want to tell you anything at all about the story, and I'm not sure even off the air how much I may tell you guys, because I'm a, I think you would you would take more of an appreciation for what we've come up with if I just let you guys read the script when it was done rather than kind of piecemeal teased you. I mean, what do you think, though? What do you think, Todd? No, I like it. I mean, tell me this. On a scale of 1 to 10, uh, 1 being the exact same things I already know because you've been consulting me all the way along the line, or a 10, we dumped it all, total departure. Where are we? Um, That's right. I forgot that I had sent you some ideas that I was going to shoot at them a couple of months ago. Right. I would say we're at a 10 in terms of the spirit and the total departure, the tone of, of what I sent you. It's going to be very similar to that. Okay. No, so, but, but, but the way that we will bring it, the story to life will be a total departure from that. Okay. Okay. But it will be very, very similar in tone. So it's rated R dark is what we're talking about. Well, I don't know. We're going to try to not have it be rated R. Okay. But, um, it will not pull any punches either. Okay. It won't. It won't. Aaron, do you have anything? Do you, Aaron, do you want a piecemeal no? Or do you want me to just wait until we have finished the, the script and then let you read it? Mm, I want to wait, I think. I mean, I, okay. I, I, I want to know. I, I want... I. I want to know, but I also want kind of the, kind of the payoff of waiting mm-hmm. as well. Because, I mean, this process, I mean, it didn't take long. We were like finishing each other's sentences. Um... 
we had, I mean, there's so many cool, smart, witty dialogue references in here, you know? And um, remember when, when we saw Unplanned for the first time? And, well, I saw it before you guys did. And when I saw it for the first time, when the movie starts out, so the, the, the pre-theatrical version I saw, they, they couldn't get the rights to the song when it hit the theaters. The pre-theatrical version I saw, you know, Abby Johnson's character, Ashley Bratcher, the actress who plays her, gets up in the morning, um, you know, kisses her husband goodbye, and the baby goodbye, drives into work, and, and, and she's listening to, to Cindy Lauper's Girls Just Want to Have Fun in the version that I saw. And then they couldn't get the rights to it for theatrical release, so another song was substituted for that, right? And they're doing this, you know, Pleasant Valley thing, and I remember we were actually, it was me and, and Bob were watching it, they, they, they flew out here to show it to us. And I'm, I'm sitting in the cafeteria out here as they're showing it to us. And I'm thinking, oh no, this movie sucks. And I got to tell these guys this, okay? Because the whole tone was just cheesy Christian movie to start. And she shows up at work at the Planned Parenthood. And then like, hey, can you come help out in the back room? And when she walks into the back room and you go into that room with her into the, uh, into the exam room where the abortion takes place. And they make you see what actually goes down in vivid detail. And the way that they set you up with one vibe yeah. and then totally threw a curveball at you and, and, just, and, and just, just gut punched you with that, right? Right then, my whole emotions changed the first time I saw the film and I thought, now these, these guys can bring nefarious to life because that's what I think you have to be able to do with a character like that, right? That kind of spirit, because you know that's how I do things. We do stuff like that on the show all the time, right? Um, that kind of spirit is going to be prevalent in this in this script. Yeah, I think I think I, I'm confident the script is going to be fantastic. Confident, based on the conversations that we had, and well, I think it's possible that we could even start shooting the film by the end of the year. I think that's possible. Hmm. Wow. Well, the, di the dialogue, I, I agree with you. That was the, the best part of uh, Unplanned. Uh, how it would zero to 60 you. Yes. The, it just was setting. Uh, it, I think the, my gut is that the, well, that's not going to be, but the dialogue is mm -hmm. going to be far more important important in your movie than it was Agreed. in Unplanned. Agreed. And this is going to be a dialogue-driven film. It will be an actor. It's the kind of film, if 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 we write it well, actors will want to be, will want to be in this because you get to show off in what we have lined up and planned for it. So over the weekend. Um, for family movie night, I decided the kids were old enough now that they could watch what I think is the greatest horror film of all time. Plus, of course, I get back home from this trip and they're asking me all kinds of questions about it, you know, the and stuff. And so, um, you guys know how much I love the film The Omen, the original from 1976, and that it spawned a lot of what we call today movie promotion and stuff like that. This, this movie was the trailblazer in almost all of that. And it was 20th century Fox's attempt to get in on the whole, 
demonic satanic horror market that the exorcist had rewritten the hollywood um you know history books and record books with for warner brothers and so they wanted their own spin on this and so how do you how do you top pazuzu captain howdy how do you top that well you have i mean you you have the the main man himself show up right right so the only way the way you top that is hey dude Warner Brothers has a demon-possessed girl. Dude, we're bringing out the Antichrist. We're going full biblical, right? And it's, a, and it's, a, it's, it's an all-time great movie, in my opinion. So I thought the kids were old enough for family movie night because they were asking me a lot of questions about a nefarious plot. Plus, The Omen is one of the influences on me when I wrote the book and in the script that we're going to do. I thought, hey, you know, they're old enough to watch some of this movie. After the movie was done, we watched, because uh, I've got like a special edition DVD box set of it. When, after the movie was done, we watched a couple of the special features. And we watched Richard Donner. See, Richard Donner, who directed the, he's, you know, considered one of the great Hollywood directors ever, did the first Superman movie. Well, this is the movie that kind of made his career. He got, this, he got Superman based on the success of this movie. All right. The Omen. And... I don't know if you guys, I, I just started jotting down what went on as they filmed this movie. All right. So, and, and, and Donner, he's the one telling, recalling all of this. And he still to this day, 50 years later, 40 years later, considers himself like a religious agnostic. Like he doesn't really, he's not sure he believes in any of this stuff. Okay. But he's, but even, even he admits all this happened. The flight, the whole cast was on to go over to Rome to start shooting was hit by lightning. The next plane out carrying the producer to go fly over to Rome to start shooting. That plane was also hit by lightning. Um, Donner was almost killed in a freak car accident. The IRA, the Irish Republican Army, bombed the subway just as Donner and the cast were going into it. They were literally walking into the subway and a terrorist bombing took place as they were walking in. The, they called and chartered a plane for the next day. That day that they called and chartered that plane, uh, that plane crashed into a car and it killed the pilot and his child who were in the car. And this went down on this plane the day they called to charter it to be used for the next day. The, the day they shot the scene where they take Damien, the Antichrist, into the London Zoo and the zoo animals go nuts, the apes go nuts, right? The day they went to, sh they started shooting that shot, two lions broke loose and killed a guard that day at the zoo as they were filming this scene, begin the first day of filming this scene with the apes. This was going on in another part of the zoo. Two lions got out and killed a guard that had never happened at the zoo before. Um, one of the assistant directors, man, had his girlfriend beheaded in a car accident. It's the same assistant director who shot the beheading scene of the photographer, David Warner's character, when he gets beheaded at the end of the movie. The same assistant director who shot that scene, his girlfriend got beheaded in a car accident as they were making this movie. And there's actually more of this that went on. Isn't there similar stories too regarding the exorcist? I was just going to say there are similar stories yeah. too. If if you go get like the, I think Amy and I bought like the 30th or 40th anniversary edition of the exorcist a few years ago, whenever that came out. And as great as, as great as that movie is, the, the documentary about what happened to the cast and crew as they were making it, dude, it's scarier than the movie. It is scarier than the movie. 
So I don't know if this is what we have to look forward to or not, but if it is, how many vacation days do we still have stacked up? <laughs> if it is, I will, I will take it as a compliment. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Any further thoughts? Well, to what you just said, uh, the devil does not like to be mocked. And when you make these movies, uh, you're mocking him. Because ultimately, whether it's unwittingly or not, you're, po- you're pointing to the, the greater. You're pointing to the I am. And uh, I, I think the testimony of both films that Steve just talked about is that uh, your uh, your truth sucks, and this is where it goes? So, turn or burn. I don't want you to answer this necessarily specifically. Uh, did you have any conversations about casting? We did. We did. Of course, we did. Yes. Um. Did you talk in generals? Or? No, we, we talked about specifics. How large did you go? Huh? How large did you go? Um, I mean, we didn't, I don't think we went obscenely large. We didn't go obscenely large. Because we've had conversations about going obscenely large because of who we know the people are. Yeah. Their, their personal faith life. That it's, but this environment, I think, I, I mean, listen, man, the, the wind blows where it wants. Lord yeah. can do whatever he wants to sure. do. Right. But, but, in light of that, we we have to analytically plan sure. for what we can do, yeah. and then you know you see if he can do more. I think there is some concern that in the environment that we are in, if we're going to be faithful to this source material, um, in the environment we're in, who would be who would say I don't is even as well written as this is, you know I can't do this. You know what I'm saying? Sure. On the other hand, I mean, a chance to play the devil, or it's not the devil, but a character like him, if it's written well, gives an actor an opportunity to completely show off at the exact same time, right? Yeah. Yeah. You're going to make a cameo? And I mean that seriously. It's a, who are you going to be a cameo? Are you going I've to make a cameo? I've actually had people email me. Yeah. We, 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 it may or may not happen. I don't really care. I'm more interested in... in if the script is good, I will say we actually did. We did actually write a cameo scene for Beck. Really? Yeah. Yeah. We do have a cameo scene that, that could also include me and some other people in it as well. Yeah. He just doesn't know that yet, but maybe now he does that. I said it out loud. So, all right, that'll do it for today. We're going to stick around and do some overtime for our blaze TV subscribers. For the rest of you, we will see you tomorrow, noon to two Eastern, right after Glenn Beck here on blaze TV radio and podcast until then, John three seventeen. This is Steve Dace on the Blaze Radio Network.